Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're tuned in to the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Paul, good to talk to you again. Uh, it's been a couple of a uh, couple of weeks here, and the Indians are now coming off uh, what what can only be described as a you know pretty disastrous home series against the Twins, uh, losing two out of three, and seeing their hopes for a third consecutive Central Division championship uh, pretty much go up in smoke. Yeah, yeah, that was. That's uh, not how they planned planned it. I think I, you know, ideally they would have swept. Uh, you know, the second choice was taking two out of three, but at least they didn't get swept. They had to they had to win on Sunday, and they did. And I think probably all the focus is now uh, pretty much on the wild card, Joe. Right. That the the doubleheader on Saturday sort of did them no favors. I think. Uh, Friday night, they they had recaptured the momentum there uh, in the in the, the the early part of the game, and it would have been interesting to see if they would have finished that game on Friday night, uh, how things would have played out. Maybe maybe a little different. They had gotten into the the Twins bullpen, but it turned out the Twins bullpen was was what ended up killing the Indians all weekend. Uh, it was once thought to be a a major weakness of that team, uh, whereas the Indians' bullpen was supposed to be one of their strengths, and it turned out to, to not be the case for either team. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you get you get beat by two bullpen games in a doubleheader. Uh, you know, that, that's got to be frustrating. I mean, and, you know, I, I, the Indians have had problems with that. In, in Tampa Bay, you know, when they use the opener and they, they, you know, they have to face six, seven different pitchers in a game, they never get locked in on one guy. And, uh and as soon as maybe they do, there's another guy in there. And, uh, you know, we saw the Twins use the same strategy uh, in, in the doubleheader sweep. And, you know, another thing that came into play, Joe, is that the Twins' power. I mean, geez, oh, man. I mean, I think they scored 16 runs in the, uh, in the series and 14 were, you know, came, out, came off of home runs. So uh, it, it's, uh, it's amazing. I mean, I, I, I know the ball is flying and, you know, they've hit, what, 285 home runs, something like that. Uh, but uh, right. Set, oh, that, that's their key. And I, I wonder how that'll play in the postseason. All right. They set their franchise record in, in August for, for team home runs. And, uh, you know, they're one of the top two teams along with the Yankees right now. Uh, Eddie Rosario hits two yesterday and you're, you're thinking, you know, holy cow, they're, they're going to do it again. Uh, but but uh, Roberto Perez comes up with a clutch home run. He's been been really excellent offensively this year. It's amazing the way he's uh, handled himself with, with all the, the injuries and the bumps and bruises and dings uh, that Roberto's been able to produce. But as, as, as we look at that series, just, so, just how deflating can that be moving forward? Now you've got 12 games left. And you, if you're the Indians, you're, you, you, your focus is 100% on trying to get that wild card now. 
Yeah, I think their focus, you know, I know, you know, Tito says it every day is win this game, you know, win the game right in front of them. I think that's gone over pretty well in the clubhouse. But when you lose two games like that, they know, you know, they're watching the scoreboard. They they know the standings. And I, I think I give them credit for bouncing back Sunday and, and coming away with that win, especially when they lose the lead in late like that, like they did. Uh, when Bieber gave up the, the two home runs in the uh, sixth or seventh inning, whatever that was. I mean, the sixth inning. So, uh, you know, th- they come back, they win that game, and now what? They've got 12 games left. And, uh, you know, <laughs> basically, I don't know. I mean, you've got they've got to do a lot of winning between now and then to get that wild card spot. It, uh, it doesn't look like Oakland's ever going to lose another game. Uh, you know, they, they took three out of four last week from from Houston after getting – basically stomped in the first game by 20 runs. Uh, that, that, that was a ridiculous series to watch. But uh, it also looks like Tampa's, you know, hot. They've got a couple of their, their injured pitchers back. And Tyler Glass now, he's throwing 100 miles an hour. So, yeah, the, it's, it's tough, especially with the way the schedule shakes out. The Indians get, uh, they get a series here against uh, Detroit coming up on Tuesday that there's no question they, they have to sweep the series. If they lose one of those games, that, that sets them back by miles. But it, the schedule does them no favors when they have to play two National League teams in the final week of the season in Philadelphia here in Cleveland, and then they have to go on the road the last three days of the season without the DH in the National League Park and have to, have to try and face the, uh, the Nationals, who are, you know, no joke, they're competing for a, a wild card spot in the National League as well. Yeah, and, and you can't look past, uh, you know, that last road trip starts with three games against the White Sox, and you can't look past them because, uh, you know, the, the White Sox are 9-7 and seven against the Indians. They mm-hmm. played them very, very well, even though they're rebuilding and they're out of, they were eliminated, you know, weeks ago. So, uh, yeah, I, I was just uh, – if you look at, you know, let's, let's look at, you know, the kind of the three teams the Indians are chasing, the Twins, the A's, and, and the Rays. You know, the Twins have 13 games left. They're all against the AL Central. Uh, Chicago, Kansas City, Detroit. And I think they're like 31 and 13 against those three teams this year. So They, they end against Kansas City. They, they get Kansas City this weekend and next weekend. Yeah, they play oh. them seven times. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, the, the Twins are, you know, they're going to be popping champagne somewhere between now and uh, – <laughs> excuse me, the end of the regular season. The A's have 12 games left. They've won six straight, and they play Kansas City, Texas, the Angels, and Seattle. And that's, uh, you know, none of those teams have a winning record. Texas is uh, probably the most competitive team out of those those four, and uh, the Angels are without Mike Trout. So, right, uh, right. And uh, Tampa Bay has got the toughest schedule next to the Indians, I-, I think. They've got two against the Dodgers, four against Boston, two against the Yankees, and four against Toronto. They end up with four against Toronto. And they've owned the, Bo- they've owned the Red Sox this year. Tampa's played very well against them. Right. I-, I think the only hope the Indians are really going to have there is if the- that young Toronto team uh, you know, stays hot and stays hungry. Uh, you- you've got Bo Bichette. You've got – uh, Blagarero Jr. Uh, they're they're hitting the ball well. They're they're an exciting team to watch uh, at, at times, but pitching is the question for Toronto. Uh, let's just take a second here. the The Central Division standings as we speak right now on on Monday afternoon. 
Uh, Minnesota is 91 and 58. They are four and a half games ahead of the Indians at 87 and 63. Any combination of Minnesota wins or Cleveland losses that adds up to nine is going to give the Twins their their first division championship in, in a few years here. Uh, the wild card standings as it is right now, Oakland has 90 wins, 60 losses. They are a game and a half up on the first place spot for the wild card. Tampa Bay is in second place, uh, 89 and 62. They are a, ha- a game and a half ahead of the Indians at 87 and 63. Uh, any combination of Indians win or Indians losses or Tampa Bay slash Oakland wins that adds up to 11 is going to eliminate the Indians from any chance of the playoffs. Uh, so you're right. The Indians need to do a lot of winning in this last, these last 12 games. What, what would you think uh, out, of, out of 12 games to put the over under at uh, eight and a half, you're going to take the over, or you're going to take the under. I, I take the uh, over. I think they got to, I think they've got to win like nine games. I really do. I, I, I you know, I, you know, they're chasing Tampa Bay. I, you know, I think, you know, with, with, with Tampa's playing, you know, the Yankees, Boston, and the Dodgers, you just don't know, you know, what, what kind of effort you're going to get from those teams because, you know, they basically, you know, the, the Red Sox are out of it. When do, they, when do they play the Dodgers? Is that they're, – they're Right now, they play them, right I now. think. Uh, well, that, that actually works out. Two games against the Dodgers. That works out for the Indians because the Dodgers are still pushing to get home field throughout. So once the Dodgers wrap up home field throughout the playoffs, that's when you're going to see them really sort of strip things down in terms of their lineup. So it's good that, you know, uh, if uh, – let's see. If, if we're not looking at the division there. Uh, the division in the West eliminated, eliminated. Uh, we're looking at Atlanta – we want Atlanta to, you know, the Indians want Atlanta to keep winning so that LA has to keep winning and keep playing hard against uh, Tampa this weekend and, and sort of win that series. Yeah. I mean, the Dodgers have already clinched. They clinched over the weekend. Right. They clinched their division, but they haven't clinched home field throughout the yeah. playoffs, which is, you know, probably the last thing on their list. Uh, all right. Yeah. And, and, and we're talking about, um, injuries and, and and how that is going to impact the Indians also during, down the stretch run. Uh, Jason Kipnis, of course, left Sunday's game. Uh, that that wrist was re-aggravated uh, again. He missed three games at the beginning of the month uh, with that. They treated it with anti-inflammatories, and he looked like he'd come back and he was swinging he was swinging the bat okay. But uh, he hit a double uh, against the the Twins on Sunday, and, and it sort of during that at bat, it sort of flared up. Uh, this is just an, a, another one of these hits that, that comes from to this team with this injury bug that just hasn't stopped since before the season even started. Yeah, that's that's um, that would be tough. I mean, they've lost what uh, you know since the end of uh, end of uh, August. They've lost uh, what uh, Ramirez, Naquin, and now possibly Kipnis. That's a lot to take out of the uh, lineup, and uh, that's a third of your starting lineup, right there. Yeah, I mean that's, I mean, and and you know, and you know, Kipnis has, has had a solid year, but you know, Naquin and and Ramirez were playing very, very well, so that that hurts the offense. That and uh, you know, who's who who's your replacement? You know, you've got Chang already playing third, and uh, so you go with uh, 
Um, like Freeman? Yeah, you you go with Freeman playing second, I guess. And, uh, you know, right. Freeman had a big hit last night, yesterday, but, you know, that was that broken over for 15. And I think it's unfair to ask a utility guy to step in there going down the stretch. So hopefully Kipnis is okay, uh, you know, and uh, he can uh, get back in the lineup after a couple of days. But, uh, you know, it would be, uh, it would be sad if this is, if he, if he has to get shut down and that's the end of his uh, career in Cleveland, you know, the last 12 games going down the stretch. I, I don't see that happening, but uh, you know, it's a possibility the way these guys have been the right. injuries have hit the Indians. And, and it's, it's, it's just been one thing after another. I, I Kipnis even started the season uh, this year on, on the injured list. It, it was, it, it, it's been one hit after another in terms of injuries with this club uh, it contributed to the slow start offensively when you had Francisco Lindor missing, uh, you know, the first month of the season on, on, on the injured list with his calf and an ankle. And it's, you know, knock on wood right now. It, we haven't seen that flare up at all this year for Frankie, but uh, you know, anymore, I, I think they're, they're at critical mass right now in terms of injuries and, and any more injuries. And it's, it's just going to be, you know, uh, a death blow to this team. Yeah. And, you know, they have, you know, and they, and they, you know, every team gets hurt. Look at the Yankees and uh, they have, uh, I think the Indians have been really resilient. They've, they've, you know, they've, they've recovered from almost every, every injury. I think, uh, you know, the last, you know, they made that great run to catch the twins after being 11 and a half down. But, you know, since that day, like August 12th, uh, when, when they were, had a half game lead and then lost it, you know they've they've been they've been staggering a little bit. They've been stumbling, and the Twins came on. That's how you know the Twins have passed them and almost uh, put a hammerlock on the division. And I think a lot of that has to do with injuries. You know they just they just eventually you know you can play. I think you know a team if if it loses a key player, they, they you know the, everybody kind of picks that player up for a week or two weeks, and you but eventually you. That, that guy's contributions are missed and you know the adrenaline or whatever it is from uh from guys stepping up kind of fades away and you are what you are without that guy and I think that's that's what we've seen a little bit offensively with this team and you know we haven't seen it so much uh, uh pitching wise because you know Plesak and and Savali and and uh, Plutko have, have pitched so well, and, and, and you know in replacing Kluber and Carrasco and, and Clevenger when he was out. Right, that the the young guys stepping into the pitching rotation have really sort of, uh, you know, masked and, and hidden some of these uh, these injuries that have really impacted the the, the pitching staff. But uh, it, the bullpen right now, as 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 we talk, uh, Brad Hand hasn't pitched in you know three four games. Uh, he's suffering with some sort of tired arm. Uh, we're, we're not really clear on. Uh, waiting to hear back uh, about his his latest throwing session a little in a little more detail uh, before Tuesday's game, but if if Brad Hand isn't able to go in the last twelve games, you know where does that leave this this uh, the bullpen and the you know the pitching in general? Yeah, I mean that's the, that's the, that's the big question. I think you know the bullpen has pitched so well most of the season here. And I think they're a little bit gassed right now. I think uh, um, I just think going down, you can see guys, you know, uh, and they just look a little tired to me. And and uh, you know, and Francona's going to have to without hand, 
you know, who I, you know, I don't think they're going to bring him back unless he's ready. And I, you know, and I would, I would, I, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see if they bring him back when he, when he does come back, is he still the closer or is, or is Tito going to play matchup in the ninth inning? Right. Uh, you know, like like he has the last couple games. You know, and Perez. That's, comes that's what he did on Sunday. Yeah, he he had yeah. Simber and Perez waiting in the in the bullpen in the ninth. Uh, and, and Hoyt did a nice job. You know, getting a, the, the first two outs, and Perez came in, and it was it was a lot like uh, the last game in in uh, at Angel Stadium, where you know he used three guys to get the save in the ninth inning with uh, Whitgren, Perez, and 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 Simber, and. Uh, I think maybe that's that's probably the route you you'll go. The, the, that well, he has no other choice to, but to do that and, right. until they get a, a true read on uh, on hand. And uh, I just don't know, you know, what hand is going to be able to give you. I don't know. I think you've reached the point of, uh, you know, if you bring him in in the ninth inning, I don't, I don't know how much help he's going to bring. Right. You. Maybe maybe he's a matchup guy now. Maybe he comes in and gets a lefty or two lefties out. But just to turn him loose to get the last four outs of the game, you know, I think that's that's a serious question right now. From where he was early in the season, just overpowering guys, then we just haven't seen that in in, in quite a while since before the All Star break. Uh, yeah, he's got he, like a six six ERA in his last fourteen fifteen games. Right. Uh, you said there's no other option. Well, there is kind of another option. It's just one that we don't know. We, we know that Tito is, is sort of loath to, to take. And that's, uh, the, the rookie, the 23 year old or 24 year old James Karachak, uh, throws hundred miles an hour and has a, a wipeout curveball. but he's literally been with the club for three, four days. Uh, I, I, you know, what do you think the chances are that, that Tito sticks James Karinchak in there in a situation, you know, in the next 12 games? You know, I think we've seen him, you know, I, I think he pitched in the doubleheader, right? Uh, mm-hmm. One of the games in the doubleheader. Pitched in game two of the doubleheader and uh, had three strikeouts and an inning and a third. Yeah. So, uh, I, you know, he's an option. You know, I think uh, you probably go with your veteran guys ahead of him, but uh, – if you and I think maybe he'll try to you know ease him in to get him one more start just to see how he reacts and 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 Tito can see you know face what he what he can do and then maybe you turn him loose I don't know if it's you know if if you get into a situation where you know everybody else is pitched you know you you give him a chance and uh, you know see what happens but I, I would. You know, I don't know. You know, <laughs> Francona always says he doesn't want to overexpose guys or mm-hmm. put them in a, a, a tough situation. And then, you know, the game kind of dictates all of a sudden the guy's in there with a, with a, <laughs> one out and two guys on base, and it's, uh, you know, in, in the ninth inning and you got a one run lead. So, uh, you know, I, I, you know but I, I, I would think he'd try to ease him, give him a couple more, you know, low leverage situations and then see what he can do if you need him. Right. And I mean, you know that, that Tito does not like to put rookies in that situation. He, he doesn't like to, to, to play a rookie in that situation unless he needs to. Like you mentioned, when the, when the game dictates it, you know, he's kind of forced to. But uh, Saturday night was a, a good sort of opportunity. They'd given up the grand slam. They were down by four, uh, and they, they went to Karinczak for his major league debut. Almost uh, had, a, had a chance to come up with a four-strikeout inning, which uh, you don't see too often. Um, there uh, in, in the 
in the ninth for the Indians, but uh, worked out the other way after after a drop third strike. Uh, his his AAA catcher Eric Haas was in there uh, with him. Again, a lot of the guys that I talked to in the clubhouse uh, about Karinchak uh, say he's they say the same thing. He's electric. He he brings a lot of energy, and his stuff is is you know really impressive to, to see. Uh, just you sort of get the feeling that they all know that this guy is, is going to be the closer of the future for this team. Yeah. What'd you think of him, Joe, when you saw him in person? I, I'll tell you what, uh, you and I both sort of looked, uh, looked at each other yesterday when he's uh, warming up and going through some, some mechanics out in the bullpen during the first inning. And apparently he does this every game. He gets up unprompted during the first inning of a game, stands on the mound in the bullpen, and acts like he's pitching without a ball, going through the movements and, and motions. And we're all sort of looking at each other in the in the, the press box, going, "What the heck's going on here?" Uh, he's we've we've heard that he's a little bit different in terms of his preparation, but we should all be used to that after six years of Trevor Bauer. So, uh, is he going to throw the ball over the center field fence? I uh, it's. Apparently not completely out of the question. So, <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I think uh, it, he provides a lot of intrigue. I guess uh, for these last twelve games, you know, he's you, you just know that a uh, hundred miles an hour and a giant, you know, twelve six curveball is sitting out there in the bullpen if you really need it. If you need yeah, to get, if you need to to blow one guy away, I mean. I can't see the the risk or you know the harm in, in in risking that. Yeah, and you know somebody asked me, is this will he, would he be eligible for the postseason if if he gets in, uh, if they get in, and I and I you know and he would be. I mean, he would have to take somebody's place on. Uh, he would replace somebody's somebody that's on the injured list right now. So right. he's been in the organization long enough, obviously, and he could take the place of someone on the DL or the, the injured list, and he would be eligible that way. Yeah, that, that would be interesting to see. You know, But, hey, talking about postseason rosters is miles away right now. We're, we're talking about uh, the, the rotation, just the way it sets up over the next uh, week or so, and, and how Tito might play this to, to get his, his best pitchers in line to start the most important games. You've got uh, – Savali, Plutko, and Clevenger going on uh, against Detroit. Uh, Clevenger has owned Detroit and, and pretty much all the AL Central uh, just in this last year and really in his career. Um, and then Philly comes into town. You're either going to throw Plesak or Beaver, one of those first two games. Uh, you've got a Sunday night game as the final game, uh, at the final regular season game at, uh, at the ballpark. Coming up on the 22nd, that's a 6.30 start, which runs up against the Browns game down the street, which just – don't the Indians love ESPN and Major League Baseball for, <laughs> for sticking them with that? Yeah, I don't, I don't think that was the, their plan to go head-to-head with the Browns. And, uh, How did that go over in the, in the clubhouse when they told the guys, uh, yeah, that one, or that, yeah, that 1 o'clock start against Philly, that's moving back to 6.30, followed by your off day, so – we're going to take away the entire Sunday night of your off day, too. <laughs> yeah, so I think maybe Plutko would start that game. And then, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting just to see how they, how they arrange this, you know, going down to the, the last game of the season, which is on the 29th against the Washington. 
against Washington and Nationals Park. You know, who's going to pitch that? And it, then if there's a tiebreaker, if there's, a, you know, if, if you have the, the wild card game, which would be on October 2nd, you know, they've got to get this aligned just right. And I, but if you're, Joe, if you, if, if you're, if you have to win every game going down the stretch, you can't really back, you know, kind of back off one of your top, top starters. You gotta, you gotta pitch those guys to advance. And, uh, you know, this was the situation they ran into in 2013 when they had to win the last 10 games of the regular season, just to win a wild card spot. And they ended up uh, pitching a Baldo Jimenez on the last day of the season to beat the Twins and, and get, you know, qualify. And then you had to pitch rookie uh, Danny Salazar in the, in the uh, wild card game against Tampa Bay. So, you know, this is, this is going to be an interesting, uh, interesting stretch to see how Carl Willis and, uh, and uh, Francona in the front office uh, kind of, uh, you know, just plot this uh, rotation out. All right. There's got to be a way that you can go back to back or get Bieber and Clevenger back to back to pitch. One of them pitches that that final game in uh, Sunday the 29th against Washington, and the other is set to pitch the wild card game. You have to have one of those two starting yeah. the wild card game. It's it, it's got to be, you know. And the nice thing is that that AL wild card game wouldn't be until uh, September or uh, I'm sorry, uh, October 2nd. Yeah. So, you know, there's there's a couple of days in in there if if they're needed. There's there's the built-in days for the um, the tiebreakers if those scenarios come to pass. So, all right, yeah, that's 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 the luxury of having two really good starting pitchers. And in 2013, Masterson was hurt and uh, was pitching out of the bullpen, and Abaldo went crazy going down the stretch and, and made him like uh, made him a rich man when he signed that like 40 million bucks with yeah, the with the with the with the Orioles. Yeah, but that was the best he's pitched. I don't think it, a ball will ever pitch as well after that. He uh, he he emptied his tank in that uh, that last week of the season, and then that was it. He was he was not the same Ubaldo after that. All right, uh, and oh, we also mentioned uh, we also needed to mention uh, one of the things that factors into this is the fact that they're they're skipping Zach Plesac and his start. Um, you know. This this against week, the Tigers, yeah, against the Tigers. It was nor it would have been against the Tigers. Uh, Plesac went 114 pitches in in Anaheim. Uh, his first career complete game, four hit shutout. Uh, so you know it, it's load management, workload management for Plesac, who I believe has never pitched more than 140 some innings in a season. He's at 170 right now. Uh, Tito says, you know, things like, oh well, it's, there's nothing that says these guys can't pitch more than you know, X number of innings, but, you know, obviously, uh, acts a guy who had Tommy John surgery, uh, right before he was drafted, uh, in, in 2016. So he's only, you know, three years removed from that. I, I can't see them really burning him. Uh, they, they might want to go with, with him in some sort of piggybacking role, uh, in, in the playoffs if they get that far. Yeah, that's a good point, Joe. They, maybe they, maybe they put him in the bullpen. You know, if if you get in there, if you get into the postseason, but uh, you know, you know, those front office guys are are tracking those, keeping counts of pitches, stressful innings, uh, every inning. Uh, this guy, every inning, Plesac picks up a baseball. I I don't think they want to endanger him, uh, but it would be not. I would think he'd get at least you know two more starts down the stretch here. Maybe right. you you know you limit him, but. Uh, you know he he pitched so well against the Angels. I mean that's not a great lineup, but 
you know, that's a, that's that was a great great performance by a rookie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, on the road, uh, nine nine innings, and he talked Tito into going out for the ninth inning, and and you usually don't see that. So, but they knew he he would be getting some extra rest here. So, uh, but but uh, yeah, well, it, it, it'll be interesting to see how how they use him in these last 12 games. And and how much, if at all, do you worry about Bieber? I mean, yeah. he, you know, he gets lit up a little bit yesterday. The, the Twins seem to be hitting everything he was throwing up there. Uh, he went over the 200-inning the mark uh, for the first time in his career yesterday. Uh, he's at – he's second in the league in strikeouts. Uh, you know, having a – by all accounts, uh, at least should be considered for the Cy Young. Uh, I as, think he'll get some consideration. Yeah. He, he should get votes. I mean, uh, I if I were voting for that award, I would put him in the in the top, you know, four for sure in the in the American League. Um, he's second second to Verlander in innings pitch, innings and strikeouts. I, I think he's he's been everything you could ask for in a in a number one pitcher in that role. So. And I think you know. I think you know that they'll probably give him an extra day here his mm-hmm. next time out. When he faces, he'll he'll pitch against the Phillies, but I bet he gets an extra day's rest in there because he looked like he could use it. I know he's monitored, he's changed his workouts uh, between starts, which you know most starters do at this time of the season. But yeah, you, you know he gave up eleven hits yesterday, and uh, he just he just looked you know looked a little little tired to me. Yeah, that was a career high for him in hits. I, I'd be pretty sure that was that's a lot. So. All right. Uh, well, the the stretch run starts now. Uh, these these final twelve games, uh, pretty much every time they take the field, it's a must win for the Indians. Uh, playoff mode, I guess. Uh, Francisco Lindor, Lindor says uh, they're on a mission. Uh, you know, Paul, what's what's the the end result of this mission? You know, I, you know, Joe, I, I, I don't know. Make it clear, I'm, Paul. I'm not asking you for a prediction here because <laughs> yeah, that, that never seems to work out. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I you know I think they'll play well. I I you know I think you know the 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 odds are against them making it. I think, but uh, you know I I you know Tampa Bay's schedule is tough. Uh, you know I think that they might the Rays just might slip a little bit and and open the door and the Indians could slide in there. I think uh, there, there's a chance at least. And uh, you know people always say you know their players and people and fans, you know, I just want the games to mean something in September. Well, these tw- last 12 games couldn't mean any more. I mean, this is, I mean, if, if you're a baseball fan, this is what you, you, you wait for. It's, it's great to wrap up a, a, a division title on September 3rd, you know, and, and then we've seen that happen. And then we've seen how teams react when they, you know, have the month off, but this, this, if they get in, you know, they're going to be at full blast. Mm-hmm. They're going to be playing, you know, they're going to be sharp. They're going to be ready. And uh, who knows what will happen, you know. Our wild card teams are so successful. It's yeah. in the post. So, so it, it's something. But these 12 games are going to be fun. It, it's, going to be, it's going to be interesting, no matter win, lose, or draw. Well, they can't draw, but, but uh, you know, win or lose, it's going to, it should be a blast. So I'm hearing make hotel reservations, but maybe not flight reservations for Oakland. That's, yeah. That, that could yeah. be safe. I don't know. All right, Paul, buckle up. Uh, 12 games left, and we will talk to you again on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. All right, Joe.